Should I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the PSE Chemistry Department, there will be a test at the end. This is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 366, I think it is. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the stamp show here today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. And by the way, since I started putting this into the beginning, we've had a bunch of people send in. I, 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 I think that it, because we had it in the end, people didn't realize that we are actually an APS club here and that they can join. Um, but listen on because we're going to give a free gift to members and if you're an existing member uh we'll make it up to you too anyway this is cash this is mark this is jim this is albert and today we're going to talk about sulfurization uh albert you have been around a long time around uh sulfurated stamps why don't you give everybody a little primer on it and then i'll go into the boring chemistry of it well stamps that are printed in uh in orange orange shades, sometimes yellow shades, um, the uh, and they're put in they're put in plastic where they're not allowed to let the stamp breathe. Uh, the actual pigment of the the actual pigment of the uh, of the stamp changes, and uh, we use uh, various forms of uh, hydrogen peroxide application to try to get rid of it. But you have to be very careful because uh, otherwise you'll destroy the paper. Or you'll actually destroy the impression, and it's a big concern if uh, you're a collector of uh, of uh, five cent 1847 issue or uh, the three cent 1851 to 57 issue, and any of the yellow or orange Washington Franklin head issues, or the yellow or orange uh, first or first bureau and uh, fourth bureau issues, and orange uh, airmail issues. Right. Let's see one. Yes. What it is is. Your stamp turns distinctly brown. And if it was a nice orange stamp, you, all of a sudden you have like a brown type. And a lot of people can tell the sulfurization because it isn't even. So like the bottom of the stamp will be brown and the top of the stamp will be orange. Um, so from a chemistry standpoint, what it is is that a lot of reddish or reddish tinted stamps 
are made actually, the pigment is made out of metal. In the olden days, it was all made out of metal. It was made out of mostly iron. So what you basically have is the, in addition to the iron ink, they added lead. Like lead that goes into paint that they outlawed, you know, for making your walls white. Well, in the 18, it's slightly different for the 1847 and 1851 issue. But after those, when you get those orange colors, it's a red color with lead added to it to lighten it up. So like C1, you actually have lead paint in your stamps. So don't eat your stamps. Hmm. Good point. Don't yeah. don't feed C1s to your babies. Yes. <laughs> so what happens with the lead is that it reacts with sulfur. All plastic which is flexible has sulfur in it. And I know somebody's going to write in, I believe acrylic does not have sulfur in it. But anything anything that's plastic, plasticized, flexible has sulfur added to the plastic. That's why auction companies now are printing at the bottom of their of their lot pouchettes to please not leave stamps in there for long-term preservation because they change change color. Yep. Oh, we have that problem with PSU. We send everything back on those black cards. And if you get a US number 11, you know, people get graded. I always tell them take them off those, put them inside of a glassine and then slip it back in again. You can leave it with the plastic. Just don't have it in contact with the plastic. So if we use the glassine, we prevent the oxidization? You prevent the lead in the pigment from coming in contact with the sulfur in the plastic. So we see that on the 64s and the 64... 64s, B. yep, 64Bs, yeah, all those. It, it, well, for those, I would put them in a glassine envelope for other reasons, too, because you, for those, you are absolutely trying to preserve the color. The pink color, yeah. Yeah. Now, what about stamp mounts? Stamp mounts, it depends. There are some which have plasticizers in them and some that don't, but... Overall, um, it's not a good, it, the show guard mounts, the black backed mounts, those have, that has sulfur in it. So your stamps will get discolored by being in those. Hmm. One of the, one of the uh, most notorious stamps to get, that always you find sulfurated is a Scott 523, the, and uh they are very difficult to change back. That's the $2 bicolor Franklin. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, but a lot of times when I hear uh, stamp collectors talk about it, and even in auction catalogs, they'll call it oxidation. Yes, they are calling it the wrong thing. Ooh, I did Be that. Because what we're going to talk about in a moment is oxidizing the stamp to remove the sulfurization. So what happens is, the lead in the ink takes a sulfur molecule and adds it to it. So it assumes a sulfur molecule. 
So you want to get rid of that sulfur molecule. That's why it's called sulfurization. Sulfurization is adding sulfur to something. If you went into the, the hospital, and I don't think they really do it anymore, but they used to all the time, they'd give you a sulfur treatment for various things. They'd call that sulfurization. We put sulfur on your wound. We're sulfurizing you. So what happens is the lead takes a sulfur molecule. What we are going to do then is we are going to oxidize it. And what we're going to do, what the way that we do it is we will use hydrogen peroxide, which is H2O2. Everybody knows H2O is water. So it's got an extra O. So it's H2O2 of them. When the hydrogen peroxide comes in contact with the lead, one of those oxygens breaks off and replaces the sulfur. So what you're doing is you're getting rid of the sulfur molecule and adding in an oxygen molecule. So you're actually oxidizing the stamp to get rid of the sulfurization. So that's the chemistry part here. Mm. So let's talk about hydrogen peroxide because this is a tool, a chemical, that everybody should have in their philatelic wardrobe. Uh, just a warning, do not drink it because even though it sounds like water, it actually will do bad things to you. And... Uh, so yeah, warning. Most commercial uh, most commercial hydrogen peroxide is three percent by volume. Mm -hmm. So and you can buy it for basically around a dollar a, con a dollar a container at the market. Yeah, people use it to um, clean wounds basically if you get a cut or something because what it does is it oxidizes whatever the wound is and you know how people eat antioxidant excuse me antioxidants you hear antioxidants that's to keep oxygen out of your cells because it kills cells well when you have a wound and you have infections developing you want to kill those cells and get them out of there so that's why you medically you, you use hydrogen peroxide cosmetically you use it to change your hair color if people want lighter colored hair They'll use hydrogen peroxide to lighten up their hair. So, uh, so we're actually beauticians when we operate with peroxide and stamps. Well, we're beauticians anyway. <laughs> so we uh, let's see. I, oh, one of my favorite stories is I had a U.S. number one. It got a certificate as a one B. It said one B sulfurization and I go oh, I don't want the fault listed on the cert I'm going to clean it up and resubmit it and so I treated it with hydrogen peroxide and we're going to talk about that in just a moment how to treat your stamps remove the sulfurization and it turned out not to be a 1B red brown it was a 1D red orange so it went it was actually a $1,000 catalog value item instead of a $350 catalog value item that was hidden strictly because of the sulfurization. It changed color. 
A 1D is a brown-orange. A 1C is red-orange. Oh. A 1D, uh, brown-orange, then. Okay. All I know is that it went up three times in catalog after I cleaned it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so the beautician was at, at work. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, I read online, and I don't trust online anyway, but online it said there are people who consider self, uh, oxidizing your stamps to remove the sulfurization is altering the stamp. How do we all feel about that? Hmm, I think you're de-alterizing. You're, you're, you've, you've transitioned. The stamp has transitioned. Now you're detransitioning the stamp. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, yeah. Somebody said it's the same as regumming a stamp, and I go, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what they do, they do similar things with old master's paintings, you know, where they lighten them up. Yeah. They restore them to their original colors. So I don't think it's anything other than, you know, preserving their natural color. I agree. Well, technique means everything. I mean, I don't recommend anybody just soak a stamp in peroxide because you'll actually tear the paper apart. But using technique that you're going to describe is the proper technique to remove something that is uh, that was not there originally on the stamp. Yeah, I've got my bottle of hydrogen peroxide, and I've got my discolored stamp. What next? Well, <laughs> if it's a used stamp... You can just throw it in the hydrogen peroxide and let it soak for a while. And by a while, you know, a couple minutes. Not like overnight. Uh, but a couple minutes. But Albert brings I, up a I, really, I, really good point where you weaken those paper fibers. If, if your stamp has been printed on, poor, on a poor quality paper or has been aged or something, peroxide will literally remove the remove the rest of the sizing of the stamp sizing is starch and uh, I've seen a stamp where it literally falls apart when it's taken out of there I, I much prefer your uh, your magic screen method oh yes I have a magical stamp cleaning wonder screen and uh, if you join the stamp show here today community I'll include one of these with your uh, membership certificate. But what it is, is uh, it's actually um, a netting that you put in gutters. <laughs> but it's a, it's a really, really large hold mesh. And I was asked today, you know, can't we use uh, aluminum, just aluminum screen like you get out of your window? And you go, well, no, don't use aluminum. Don't, Put, use, don't use any metal. Yeah, don't use any metal, yeah. But don't use aluminum, lose, use plastic. But even if you used plastic window screen, the holes are small. Mm -hmm. And so I like this screen because it's got very, very large holes to it. And what I do is, and this is because I do mint stamps and stamps on cover, which cannot be soaked. I mean, if you soak a mint stamp, the it's gum's no, I, gone. Yeah, I was going to say, it's no longer mint. Yeah, you have a mint, never hinged C1 that's badly discolored. Uh, you're going to destroy the value of it. So you get a bowl, and you put, and I, by the way, I use 2% hydrogen peroxide instead of 3%, just because it's more abundantly available. 
You put it into a bowl. You put the wonder screen on top of it. And you put the stamp face down or the cover face down or whatever it is. And what happens is the hydrogen peroxide evaporates. And as it evaporates, it just rises up and hits the stamp. Doesn't do anything to the gum, doesn't do anything to the cover, unless the cover is also sulfurated. Um, and it cleans the stamps really, really nicely. I did it today for a uh, 50 cent Philippines overprint and a $2 uh, newspaper. And both of them were badly browned. And they both came out with just stunning color, this great color. So uh, you can, like I said, you can dunk your used stamps. But, mm, you know, I, I, I kind of advise against it. And obviously for mint stamps, don't dunk them. I have, I, have a, I have a slight variation of the technique that you use. And only because I work almost uh, exclusively with mint stamps. <clears throat> so I'm always... Uh, very conscious about preserving the gum, and uh, and what I've found is um, that uh, I mean we like to uh, we like to keep a, a higher humidity inside of our house uh, because my wife has has uh, uh, respiratory issues and and so we have humidifiers that to, that add moisture in the air. So we've got the moisture in the air, and I and if I put the I, if I put the hydrogen peroxide in a dish and the screen on top and the stamp on top, and I leave it for too long. The um, the stamp gets a little moist. It it you know it attracts mm -hmm. the moisture in the air, and so um, the stamp uh, compromises ever so slightly. It will uh, it, it, if it has a natural curl uh, with the gum, it will you know that curl will flatten. So what I've done is I've modified the technique slightly, where instead of uh, putting a uh, a, a peroxide in the dish below the screen. What I do is I cut a small square of, of a uh, paper towel, and I put that in the dish. Then I soak the paper towel with the hydrogen peroxide, then put the stamp on. And what happens is, is the, uh, the, uh, the hydrogen peroxide will evaporate, but there's only a limited amount. And so if I forget, if I'm watching TV or doing whatever, and, I, and as I often do, I forget that the stamp is there, um, it it will evaporate all the uh, all the hydrogen peroxide from the uh, paper towel, but then it will stop because there's no more to uh, to do. And so, for me, it may take uh, uh, you know a few treatments depending on how severe the the sulfurization is, but um, but it's a more controlled uh, and and you know more of an even process, and and I don't have to worry about uh, the gum being compromised. Yeah, I do something very similar to that. I but I always when I when I use the use the technique, I always I always carry a kitchen timer, one that rings. Yeah. And I'll actually set a like a fifteen minute time, no more. And uh, I found that that uh, it's better to do a, do several treatments if you want to preserve the gum than one long treatment for the same reason. You get uh, the the gum actually, if you're not careful, will actually. Uh, become moist and you don't want to have that especially yeah. with a never hinge stamp so i prefer to do things on a on a uh, i might i might uh, do it over a five-day period and just have it exposed to a certain amount of time and then let the, let the stamp totally degas mm -hmm. 
And I found that the long term, one of the things I found is, is that um, initially after you've, after you've removed the, 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 uh, the, ox, the, uh, the sulfur molecule, um, sometimes it, it, the color backs up a little bit. So it takes several treatments before it really comes back to closer to what it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be discouraged if it doesn't work, you know, immediately right away. It may, it may take a few times. Oh, well, for me, uh, I will start it before I go to work and then just leave it over the hydro. I don't have the humidity problem, but, uh, you know, I'll just leave it there. And when I come back from work like six hours later, uh, it's done. So. Yeah. This is not something that you're going to, you know, put down and it'll fix the stamp in like five minutes. This is a long period to, you know, half a day of treatment. And if you're living in a place where there's high humidity, and especially no air conditioning, that takes the Who doesn't have air out. conditioning? Well, I'm thinking in tropics and... Places like that. Places Actually, like yeah, places brothers like, and sisters in Europe. Places yeah. like San Francisco, for instance. Yes. They, the older homes there, they don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are climates that don't require air conditioning. Yeah, good point. I mean, here, making, if, here if we didn't have air conditioning, everyone would die. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, like all those pioneers did. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have global warming. I think so. they were tougher. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, it. that was it. So C1, the, the, the six cent orange Jenny, and 287, the four cent uh, Trans-Mississippi, or not Trans-Mississippi, the, no, yeah, Trans-Mississippi. Yeah, uh, those are the two that, uh, that come to mind that um, are often discolored with sulfurization. Very common, yeah. But, uh, but I found a few stamps that, uh, that kind of surprised me um, that, uh, that, that are sulfurized and, and, and you just don't realize it, but then when you expose it to H2O2, um, the color comes back. One would be 293, the $2 uh, Trans Mississippi, um, and the uh, and 571, the $1 Lincoln Memorial. Sometimes those stamps get a sort of a sheen, almost like a whitish sheen, to the color, and they're and they're and they're violet or or, or brownish stamps. Um, and it's not readily apparent that that's what the issue is, but uh, but once exposed, um, the color comes back, and it's and it's it's pretty remarkable. Hmm. The the other thing that I have a question on with covers is uh, does laying them there with the peroxide evaporating up have any effect on the cover paper that would be detrimental to? It can. I've had it where I've done a lot of experiments where it actually changes the color, the color of the of the area that's getting the peroxide, mm -hmm. and I'm not happy with that. Oh, I've seen the stamps get sulfurated because they're on cover, mm -hmm. and it's because the paper right. has so much sulfur in it. So the paper of the cover actually affects the stamp. Um, in those cases... You will, you know, back up. The cover shouldn't significantly change color, but it could alter slightly. The key thing is the to take it off and look at it from time to time. Don't just 
I, I never, I never, I mean, you've had experience with a half a day, but I've seen these changes happen in, a, in an hour. Mm. So you just have to be careful. Yeah, the last one I did was about two hours, and it was looked really good. I've never had really a problem with covers, and I do a lot of covers because I, you know, I collect U.S. number 11s. And uh, I've never had really the H2O2 uh, discolor the envelope, but I can see how it could happen. It could easily occur. Well, I, I, I had a 26A that was, that was uh, sulfurated on a cover that was, on, that was like pinkish paper. And it definitely affected the pinkish paper. Oh, I, I can imagine that, yeah. Because, <laughs> again, pink has a lot of uh, lead in it. So, yeah, you again, you are oxidizing the sulfurated stamp. You are oxidizing sulfurization. So I know where to get hydrogen peroxide, but where can I get a magical stamp cleaning wonder screen? Well... Like I said, if you join Stamp Show here today, I'll throw one in with your membership certificate. And it's got a nice little write-up and instructions and a picture of how to use it. And if you're already a member, send me a buck for postage, please. <laughs> and I'll mail one to you. I mean, these are not... Just, just so you're aware, if you want to bypass us... Um, you can go on Amazon, and it's called uh, gutter mesh or gutter screen. Yeah, it's for your leaves to fall on. Right, and it's 20 feet long, <laughs> so. 20 feet by 6 inches. So I'm sending you a 6-inch by 6-inch piece. I get 40 of them out of this thing. It costs $4. They cost $0.10 cents each. You know, if you want to go on uh, Amazon, Cost four bucks, they'll deliver you. If your stamp club wants to go on Amazon, right. yeah. you only need one screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want 40 of these, you can go on Amazon and buy so one for everyone in the family. Or, but, you, can, or you can cut bigger sizes. Like you, can, yeah. you can cut a legal size size, and you can cut a, a monarch size. But the <laughs> important thing is, if you bypass us, then it is not the magical stamp cleaning wonder screen. Right. It is something else. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this Silcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.